that I could have listened to that song longer. I apologize <laughs> for the long entrance, but or intro, I should say. But when you've got a song like that, you just don't even care. You just want to keep going. You get lost in music. I love that song. That band is great, by the way. If you guys want to check out a band, The Struts, they kind of came out onto the scene uh, back when I call them the, the The Bands. You know, we had The Killers, The Struts, The Kinks, The Kooks. Well, not The Kinks, The Kooks. Um, who else do we have? Um, I don't know. There was like 10 bands that all kind of had this like British influence, you know? Um, some of them were actually born in the UK, came over to the United States to make it big, but they were the, the, the bands, you know, they had the word the in front of them and the struts kind of got lumped into those bands, um, and maybe forgotten about, but man, they're so good. And that song, look, if you've ever been at a bar. And had a had a band perform this song, and you've been wasted, and maybe have been on the bar singing with several other strangers and actually kicked out of the bar. Raise your hand. No, okay, that was just me. That was a, a thought I should have kept to myself. That's accurate. That sounds about right. Well, guys, this is the Life of an Average Joe podcast, and I'm Brandon Navarro. Welcome back. Um, I'm hope you guys are having a great one. Um, it has been a hot, sweltering summer already in Texas. I can't imagine what the temperatures are going to be when this airs. As you know, I record these kind of ahead of time so I can stay ahead of the game, especially because I'll either be moving by the time you hear this or have moved by the time you hear this. So that's exciting. Lots going on over here at the Life of an Average Joe podcast. Don't forget to check out the Life of an Average Joe podcast.com. So what are we talking about today? Huh? If you guys are on social media, on the website, on TikTok, on all those things that I waste my countless hours on, then you know that there's a little bit of a sports theme going on with this episode. More importantly, soccer, football for all my fans overseas, F-U-T-B-O-L, you know, I always get confused, too, because I talk to uh, quite a few people, you know, over overseas in Italy and Ireland and the UK. Shout out to everybody over there. Um, and when I say soccer, they, they're aware. You know, they always put the American soccer in front of it because the game itself is different. There are things that are different with American soccer, with MLS, Major League Soccer play, compared to the national rules. Very much so. And... Even though it's different and it's not as big over here, it has gained serious momentum over the last, I'd probably say 10, 15 years, maybe more, um, especially with the women's national team. The, win, the men's national team, well, that's something to be desired about. We'll see if they can even make it to the World Cup this year. I got no faith 
and the men. They, they, they honestly, I just don't. The women, you guys crush it every time I see you. And I've been to several of the women national games and a men's national game. I went to a couple World Cup qualifiers too, which was really cool. Um, but with all the talk about soccer, and I was just recently at a game, an FC Dallas game on the 4th of July with my son, our first game of the season. Man, I hurt my back. It's like right between my shoulder blades. I slept really weird last night. And it hurts when I breathe. Oh, it's bad. I gotta take like some serious narcotics here to get me through this podcast or this shift or this life. Oh, brutal. Anyway, yeah, I was at the game. It was my first game of the season, you know, because there's just been so much going on on the financial side that I haven't been able to go. Um, I usually like to go before the Texas heat decides to melt the soccer ball. Uh, This time we went on the 4th of July, and it was great. I'm going to tell you right now. It was, I love being able to go, and I love being able to take my son. Um, It adds a whole new layer to it. To see his excitement, to see him yell at everybody, to talk trash, and to see him get Dr. Pepper drunk. Uh, Because I don't give my son pop very often. Um, I don't drink it. If I drink it once a month, that's shocking. It's usually every couple months. When we go to an FC Dallas game, I've traded in my beer and my alcoholic beverages for Dr. Pepper and water. Um, I just don't. I just don't. It's not good for you, and I don't want it. I could care less about it. But when I take my son, you know, we get a Dr. Pepper, and we split it, and he just gets Dr. Pepper drunk like he was at the last game. But this game in particular was awesome. Uh, we lost. Well, we didn't lose. We ended up win- having a draw, which was brutal because, I, you know, we, we played so aggressively the first half of the game, and we scored right away. Within the first couple minutes, we almost had a second score. Uh, our goalkeeper was on point. I think a couple of things. They got gassed at the end of this game. Look, they had to take extra water breaks because you're playing outside in this brutal Texas heat. And I think they just got gassed. I really do. And the other team just took advantage of it. It sucks, but it, we, we ended in a draw. But it was a great experience because it was the 4th of July. And they have literally the largest North Texas fireworks show right after the game. And although it took us 45 minutes to get out of the parking lot, my son was in such a great mood. And it took me back to going to my first matches and my first games and remembering the moments over the years that I became an FC Dallas fan. Probably the only Dallas sports team I like, to be honest with you. Um, Even though they're in Frisco, it's FC Dallas. Look, I'm not a Cowboys fan. I don't care. I don't even root for them. You know, people are like, oh, don't you want to win because that's where you live? No. I don't live in Dallas just because I'm in Texas. Doesn't mean I have to be North Texas. Doesn't have to be, you know, me and my Cowboys fans. I don't care. I just don't care. Um, I'm not a Stars fan. Obviously, I'm a Red Wings fan. You know, half the re- old Red Wings uh, coaches and assistants and players are on the Stars. Um, but I don't care. Just because I live here, you don't adapt to the, to the team. You know, you, you, you don't adapt. You don't leave your team, you know. I don't root against the Stars unless they're playing for the Red Wings. But I don't exactly root for the Red, for the Stars, you know. I'm not a Rangers fan. I could care less. I'm a Detroit Tiger fan through and through. Ain't nothing going to change that. I'm not a Dallas Mavericks fan. I am still a Detroit Pistons fan. Never going to change. But back home, we don't have soccer. We don't have an MLS team in Detroit. They've got a, a another level, which is, you know, uh, AC Detroit or whatever. I think it's AC Detroit. 
Uh, they're phenomenal. I love being a fan of them. But I'm, you know, they don't count. Uh, although they did beat uh, an Ohio MLS team, so there you go there. But until Detroit, I think even if Detroit gets an MLS team, I'm just going to be an FC Dallas fan because that's what I've started going to. Now I didn't go to them when they were the Dallas Burn and they were, you know, playing down in Dallas. I went when they started playing. It used to be at Pizza Hut Park. Then it turned to FC Dallas Stadium. Then they got the Toyota Stadium sponsor, and here we are. It's always going to be FC Dallas Stadium in my eyes, but whatever. But I'm an FC Dallas fan, and I started to think about all those moments at, at the games, some of the amazing times I had, and some of these are in the book. Yes, I know. Shut up. I hear you. But listen to the 100th episode coming up soon. The 100th episode is going to be mind-blowing. That's probably an oversell. It's going to be really good, and it's all about the book, and I can't wait. I can't wait so I can be like, ha, I told you guys, 100th episode coming up soon. It's hard to believe that I've only done 100 episodes of this show. I feel like I've been doing this forever. I know I've been on other podcasts longer. I mean, we're about to hit two years on Trash Talk. I was doing stuff for a local media uh, agency here in Texas for five, six years, I did stuff back home in Detroit on podcasts. I've been guests on multiple podcasts, but for the life of an average Joe podcast, it's only been a year. It's only been 100 episodes. In the beginning, I used to let my episodes kind of go bi-weekly, or some episodes I would, if I felt they were really good and I wanted to promote them more, I would not promote an episode. I would not do an episode the following week. So in all fairness, that first couple months, there might have only been three episodes in the month. But still, 100 episodes, big deal, man. Most podcasts fizzle out and die. People give up. It's not that they even give up. It's just hard to do, man. You know, Nick and I were talking about this uh, from the AOK podcast. We were talking about this on Wisdom the other day. It's just hard to do, you know. It's not always easy. You know, I had to reschedule some stuff with uh, some some guys I was going to have on and I was going to be on their show. And it's just life, you know. Anyway, but I started to look back at soccer and some of these stories will be in the book because they're connected to a place I worked at. So I don't want to I don't want to deviate from that. I really want to focus on one story without giving away too much in the book, but whatever. There's a lot in there, so it doesn't matter. And one particular game caught my attention in my memory bank, and it was a game probably one of the first games I went to. I worked for this English pub, and it was a true English pub. It was owned by a guy. He actually had several locations, but it was owned by a crazy dude from from England. And the pub was great. It was right in the parking lot. For some of those that live in Texas or, or know me know this pub. It was right in the parking lot of the FC Dallas Stadium. So, I mean, you, you couldn't ask for a better crowd. And this was not some chain. This was not some knockoff. This was not like, I want to make an English pub. This was a soccer pub. Matter of fact, we played soccer every game. We played soccer, and it took main stage over the Dallas Cowboys. If there was a soccer game that happened to be on during a Cowboys game, yeah, we might put the Cowboys game on the TV, but the main big screen drop down was soccer. Caught a lot of grief for that until it clicked. What became the official Man City 
pub, actually. We got the award from the official Man City Club over in England. We got the Heart of the City Award. I actually have a picture of me holding that from Man City themselves. Now, if you're not a Man City fan, it sucks to be you, but every Saturday, I mean, we were open at 5 a.m., 6 a.m., getting ready to bring in the Man City guys. It wasn't just Man City, though. I would schedule, now you would see this at other bars, where they would have all these TVs and it would show you what game's going to be on what. Now, I did this for soccer. So if you want to watch Tottenham or Arsenal or this or that over there, you had your own section. It was phenomenal. It was a great experience. Dark bar. I mean, like, you walked in, it was dark. I kept I kept it darker than even the owner liked, and he liked it darker. Um, great food. We had a bar upstairs, bar down. I think we probably had, like, 50, 60 bar taps. And this was long before the explosion of Texas craft beer. We had a lot of European beer. You know, we we went through a ton of Carlsberg, uh, Stella Artois, you know, um, Polliner, tons of bottled beers. I mean, we had great European beer, and we started to integrate the craft beer scene in Texas once it came on board. So anyway, that's a little history of that bar. Something happened, and I quit working for that bar. In, in all intents and purposes, now, look, I got fired. The story about that's in the book, and I'm not going to give that away. For some of those that know, you know the story. But I'm not giving it away. But I got fired. Rightfully so, mind you. I was in the right, but I was in wrong in my delivery of my message, and I got fired. Um, and that's it's just life. It's a learning lesson. But Brandon, at that time, yes, I'm referring myself in the third person. If The Rock can do it, I can do it at that time was was angry about it. I was pissed. I was mad. Because I did so much for that place. More so than people will ever give me credit for. And one thing you have to learn in life is that people aren't going to give you credit for anything you do. Very few and far and in between. You'll never get the props that you think you deserve, and you never get the props that you do deserve. Understand that. Don't look for it. Don't wait for it. Keep doing it. Every now and then, you get a pat on the back. You get a little good job. You get a great show. You get, But for the most part, nobody recognizes you. That You recognize yourself by the success and hard work you do. Trust me. Nobody gives a crap about what you do. That was hard for me. Uh, working in the in the bar industry in the club industry that was hard that was a hard pill to swallow that's the reason why I'm not in that industry anymore it's a thankless job okay and I'm not putting anybody down that's in the industry I'm not putting anybody down that 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 still does it there's still uh, there's still a tiny I don't even want to say love admiration and like for that industry for me but nah I'm out Um, but I was mad at the time. And what was great about it was I had a reputation where waiting for a job was not hard. It took some downtime for a minute there, but it wasn't hard. I had multiple job offers, multiple interviews, and I settled on this place that was directly, like if you walked out of this English pub and looked, if somebody... I mean, maybe Tom Brady could throw a football f- to it. That was this other competition. It was this place that was in a massive renovation, massive overhaul, massive reboot for movie purposes, let's say. It had a good potential to be a great bar with great burgers. 
but it was run by idiots, and the inmates were running the asylum. And I knew it was a gamble, but the money that was offered to me was large. Oh, I gotta move, guys. This chair is horrible. Um, the money that was offered to me was very significant. And I knew with, look, my talents, what I could do is, I knew I could go in and change this place fast. And because of that, I could give it success. I didn't know, I saw the books and stuff, but I didn't, you never really know the true story until you're in there, so I didn't know how long I had. But I'm glad I picked it because one of the other places that that they offered me a job at, they closed within a month of, of me denying that job. So thank God for that. But um, I went in. I cleaned house. Because of that, I took a very similar formula. Now, obviously, I couldn't turn this place into an English pub. But I could make it a great bar, sports bar, and a soccer pub, a soccer bar. That's what I did. With my connections from FC Dallas, this became an official FC Dallas pub partner. Which means they advertised for us. Which means they did parties for us. We got free season pass or season tickets. I got four. So I could sell, give away, go myself, whatever. We got all the swag in the world. We got radio spots. And I did it for two reasons. One, because I knew it would be successful. But knew, but the other, I knew it would piss off my ex-employer. A former employer. And it did. Because on one of the matches, one of the opening matches... They did a radio broadcast from our location, and you couldn't even move in the parking lot. And the parking lot across the street was empty. Here, the home of soccer is what they called themselves. Lost to the guy that they just got rid of. And I will admit, from a business standpoint, it was kind of satisfying. I still have a little smirk on my face. But because of that, I got to go to even more soccer games. And I got an opportunity to go to this match. Um, it was a little cold, rainy, kind of windy day, but I got an opportunity to go to this match. I was very excited about it. And at the time, we would sit in the supporters section. Now, the, for those of you that don't know, it's very different um, than, say, going to a, cow, a Cowboys game because the entire place is, <laughs> you know, supporters. Kind of look at it as going to a college game. They have the student section, which is dedicated chaos. And then, of course, there's chaos throughout. But the student section, you already know. These kids have been drinking since they woke up. They're probably going to pass out. There's going to be swearing, clothes off. It's going to be a party, especially if it's at a Michigan State game, which is awesome. Um, in soccer, now you have supporter sections in the MLS, which is the American League for soccer. That's like... FC Dallas, you know, Houston Dynamos, you know, um, the Sounders, all these people, you know. So they have a section dedicated to the supporter groups. And there's a lot of different supporter groups. What was weird about FC Dallas was there was multiple supporter groups. And I was part of one, and I won't say their name now, but I was part of one group. And our section was packed. We had loud music. We had drums. We had, sm well, I don't think they let us do smoke at that time. Um, we drank heavily. We chanted the whole game. We stood up the whole game. It's very different than if you just go with your family. Like I wouldn't take my son to the supporter section. I mean, that's just not what I do. Um, not appropriate, not appropriate. 
But I was in that. And we would just drink and drink. Well, one of the games, they were going to do the man of the match. And it was a Budweiser. Unfortunately, Budweiser was a sponsor. Not that I drank Budweiser. Oh, God. Um, Mind you, this was at the time, too, when FC Dallas didn't even have good beer at the stadium. It was all Bud products and crap like that. I used to sneak my own beer in. I mean, that's the truth. I used to literally have like a six pack in my pockets and I wear these cargo shorts and start dropping like cans of like IPAs and local beers in my pockets. We did this forever. At one point I stuck them in my hat. I stuck a beer in my hat. I stuck them in my hoodie. We would walk in and people would be like, oh my God. I mean, I'd have some you know high res, triple IPAs. I had some amazing beers. Finally, I think it was right before my son was born, I went to a game and we got busted. <laughs> And anyway, I never did it again. But yeah, we would just drink all the time. And then eventually they got some craft beer local. And it's not even craft, better beer and good beer into the stadium. I don't know what they have now because I don't drink beer when I go. I literally drink water or Dr. Pepper. That's it. Um, And that's I would get Coke, but they got Pepsi products. So blah. Pepsi's like a like a dollar store version of Coke anyway. It's, it always tastes flat and syrupy. I hate it. Um. Plus, how can you trust a company that came out with Crystal Pepsi? This stuff tasted like chlorine. It's like the worst mistake they ever did. Um, but I got an opportunity. I said, hey, man, we would like, since you're a pup partner, we would like you to present the trophy for Man of the Match. Okay, what, what, like, is it after the game? Like, when is that? Well, you're going to come out on the field, and, you know, at a certain point, we'll, we'll radio you, give you the, the press pass, you come on the field, or, or you just meet us down here at X time. I think I had to meet him down there and come on the field and man of the match. Okay. Well, this was a huge opportunity. As a fan, it's a massive opportunity. I mean, as a, like, to be able to go on the field as close as I was, and next to the bench, next to the FC Dallas players coming in and out, next to the coach, and be able to present him a trophy to one of the players and then be on the TV and the radio. Brandon's all about it. Plus, it was a huge promotion and push for the new bar that I was working at, which, again, was going to be a shot, you know, shotgun blast to my former employer. So win, win, win. Like how many, how many opportunities am I going to get to do this? You know, how many times is this going to come up in my life? Well, it hasn't come up again. I've been on the field and I've been behind the scenes. I got to do an interview with one of the former coaches, but I've never been able to present this trophy. We had a really hot player. I mean, this dude came on, it's about 2013, Mario Diaz. He came into FC Dallas like a maniac. We're talking like seven goals in like two games. That particular game that that I got to go in the match, I believe he scored all three goals. This guy was awesome. And he's a super nice player. He plays for Chile now. Uh, some some club in Chile. Um, but just, he was bringing massive life and breathing massive energy into the team. And this was a rainy, cold day in March. This was like the second game of the season. And it was raining and cold, cold for Texas. And when I say cold for Texas, look, I was in jeans and I had a little zip up on. I There were people in scarves and, because you know, Texans can't, can't stand it. But I'll admit that wind and that rain, yeah, it was cold, man. Um, but I ended up going down there to the game ahead of time and they kind of did a walkthrough for me. And I think uh, I had like five people with me, but I was the only one that could go on the pitch. And I went down there 
for the game and we're drinking and I'm like, I gotta not be like wasted because I don't know how long this thing's gonna go. And of course I drank a lot. And the game was awesome. I mean, there's nothing, it's kind of like going for me, like when I went to Michigan State games and it was like snowing. Like there's something about that. I, I know some of you probably don't like that. But when you go to a game and you're watching a soccer game and it's like rainy and cold, I don't, I don't know. It's brutal. It's just, it adds to that experience. And you're just so jacked up on energy and hyped up that you just can't, you don't feel the cold. Like you might be numb, you know, your fingers might be falling off, but there's something about it. And that's what this day reminded me of. Because I remember that rain kind of hitting my face and it was that hard rain. So it was almost like a snow rain. And the game was almost over, so I went down. I got my, my press passes. They let me in, and I'm standing there with my rep. And he's like, all right, he's introducing me to everybody, and I'm hanging there. And I got to watch the last couple of minutes of the game from the sidelines. I got pictures. They're posting them on the Life of an Average Joe podcast.com and Instagram. They will be on there, the Life of an Average Joe podcast. So check those out. It's going to be awesome. So I'm at the game, and then finally he's like, all right, here comes you know the man of the match. Well, it was Mario Diaz. Like, big shocker. That this guy who came in is just lighting people up. Like, just ridiculous. God, my back hurts. And he was the man of the match. And it was amazing. So I, I, I give him this trophy, the Budweiser trophy. And it's it's a cool trophy. I shake his hand, pictures, whatever. Well, they take an awesome picture of me and him. And then we go to the sidelines... And I got to ask him some questions. Very broken English. They had his translator there. They're, interview- they're showing this on local TX4. So I'm on TV. I get to plug the pub. Hey, don't forget to come out. We got this going on. And then I got to plug it. Anybody who's watching this after the match, if you show us your FC Dallas ticket stub, because at the time they were ticket stubs or they had them on their phone, you get a free beer on me. Man, that place was packed afterwards. And then we would get some of the FC Dallas players would go over and start drinking afterwards. Mario Diaz wasn't one of them, but you get a lot of the staff, you get a lot of the coaching, they'd all go. They would always go, not just because we were close, they were supporting pub partners. And it was awesome. It was so cool. Well, I didn't know this, but about a week later, they called me up, hey, Brandon, could you come out to the club? Um, You know, come to the front office, we've got some stuff for you. Okay. So I go over there. I've got scarves, T-shirts, and if you're a soccer fan, you understand you understand the importance of the soccer scarf, okay? I got t-shirts, hats, koozies, stickers, all kinds of crap. Hey, keep, whatever, but this is for you. They've got this giant, I don't even know how big it is. I'm going to post a picture. It's blown up. Picture of me and Mario Diaz. He autographed it. It says the date, and it's got the, the, the logo for our bar. And the, originally, I was going to frame it hanging in the bar. I took it home. So like, it's it literally, I don't know what to do with it because when I get my own little man cave room studio, it's going in the studio. I love it. Now, it's a big giant picture of me up there with Mario. I don't care about my face, but, you know, it is huge. Um, it's a great picture that I'll never, ever be able to get again, you know. It's from 2013, 2014. I mean, and it's awesome. And it came out so well, and I'm just, he's holding the trophy. I'm next to him holding the trophy. He autographed it. Just unbelievable. Then they gave me um, a laminate. Uh, so the next time I come in, I can go down before to the press, and I can be part of the press at the next match. 
anywhere, not lanyard. And uh, it was great, man. And it was just one of those experiences because as I go to those games with my son, and we get some pretty good seats, and I see the excitement in his eyes, I can't wait for him to hear these stories and see these pictures. Some of the pictures you can't see, like dad with his shirt off holding three beers and it's snowing. Like, you know, let's just wait till he gets a little bit older for that one. Um, you know, and some of the stories you can't tell. <laughs> I can't tell them just yet. But that was a moment as I'm like, man, I hope one day, I really hope one day that he will be able to experience that. I hope that the soccer passion stays with him, and I think it will. He's already asking when he's going to play again, and we are not playing soccer this summer in the heat. Uh, he's in that swim class right now. He's got some other things he's going to do. We're working on school coming up, so you've got, you got to balance that stuff out. Um, but it's cool that he talks about that. He looks at his trophy that he got for soccer and his, his, his uh, medal, and he's excited about that, and we still play. Um, so it's very exciting to, to see that moment. It's very exciting to remember those stories and realize that that was a moment that not many people will ever be able to do again. I was on the field presenting FC Dallas, the man in the match. I mean, how cool is that? You know, 17 beers later. And I loved it. It was great. So I'm going to post those pictures. I just wanted to tell that quick story of the life of an average Joe Because to me, after going to that game, I was like, wow. I wonder if I'll get to do that again. It sucks because Mario Diaz actually suffered major injuries and he sat out. He only started nine more games after that season. And then he got trans... um, Not after that season. I think it was two seasons after that. Nine more games. He was just plagued with injuries and then he left. And it just was such a shame. I don't know how he's doing over there in Chile. I don't even remember what club he's in. It's not my team, so I don't keep track, but... One of the nicest guys I've ever met and one of the fastest players seeing him on FC Dallas, I think, that they have ever seen. Luckily, this season, we're doing good. We'll see what happens. It's, you know, the thing with FC Dallas is towards the end of the year, they peter out and they just, they only get to the same spot. I blame the Hunts for that. Dan, you know, the Hunts own them and they just have, whatever. Don't get me started. But yeah, I'm going to check out those pictures, the life of an average Joe podcast.com. Drop your comments if you've been to a soccer game or ever had an experience like that where you've been able to go on the field with one of your favorite teams and maybe be a part of it, maybe a tour or something like that. Let me know. Check me out on YouTube uh, with Stuart Sachs on Trash Talk as well as every other platform every Tuesday at 8 a.m. And I look forward to seeing you guys next week with. Uh, It's going to be a longer one next week, so don't get excited that you can crank out these episodes within 30 minutes. I got a long one coming for you. Get the coffee and be ready. We'll see you next week on the Life of an Average Show podcast.